is. That's dumb. Like, shouldn't the over-under be just run scored? That's what I think. We're, I we're, we're discussing it, you know, looking at, uh, when you look at the NBA scores uh, or schedule for a future game, we'll just say games tonight in the NBA. Phoenix Suns at the Boston Celtics. The line is Phoenix by one and a half, which means the odds makers are suggesting that Phoenix will win by one, one and, and a half, half points. points. Yep. It, it looks very similar for NFL, for college yep. football, for NCAA basketball. But when you pull it up for baseball, for example, games today, later today, the Mariners are at the Red Sox. So look at the line. It says Boston minus 160. It's a lot of confidence in Boston, man. Man, they must have a great offense right now. So... Right. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a gambling man. So these are some you of these things are not that, very familiar to me. You need to get okay. So here, so it's a, so if I'm comparing what I see in these other sports, <clears throat> I look at that and it suggests Boston's going to beat the Mariners by 160 runs. I know that's not true. That's not going to be the case because right under it says the over under is nine and a half. Meaning the combined total runs scored will be nine and a half. But Boston is favored. I can see that Boston's favored, but I don't understand the minus 160. Okay, so here is the Dilio Cheerio on that. What you're betting on with the over-under is whether the total score of the two teams will go over-under a projected amount of the baseball online betting site. It's a very popular form of baseball betting, sports betting for that matter. Okay, so for example, an online sports book posts the following over-under betting odds for the Boston Red Sox and the New York teams. It says 7.5. Over is minus 120. Under is plus 140. In this case, you are betting on whether the score will be over or under the total score, or at least total runs, of 7.5. That is, if the final score was 3-3, three to three, then the total runs would be 6, which is lower than 7.5. So the under bet wins, which is plus 140. Uh, so, which means if you are betting the score will be over 7.5, then you'll need to bet $120 to win $100. To win $100. What? Uh, you're not really helping me. Okay, I'm not helping myself. Now I got a headache. So I guess this is why I don't. So if Team A scores more than Team B. Well, betting. no, hold on. If Team A scores more than Team B, then you get more than the C of the over-under because you scored more than Team A. We just got a text that says the minus 160 means you need to bet $160 to win $100 back. Does that make sense? So you lost $60? No, 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 no. You're making $60 on the $100 bet. So it's less than double. That means, does that make sense? So when I see something that says a minus 110, it means that for one game, yeah. But I see a minus 172 for another. Yes. That the minus 172 means there's greater odds that the team that they're predicting is going to win? Yeah, so like the higher the minus means like the greater the odds. So that means like if it was like minus 500, you would need to bet $500 in order to win $100. Oh, man. So you could lose a lot of money. So if I'm looking at a juicy matchup, which I think would be a close game. So like if... 
I want something like 110, something like that. Yeah, so that means it's pretty even. Like, but here's what I don't get. The national, like tomorrow, the Nationals are 7-9. and nine. They're going to be at the Mets, who are 7-6. and six. But the Mets are, are favored minus 280. Is there like injuries? Are they really that different? Is there injuries involved? Like recent yeah. developments? The injuries? Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah. Because, I mean... Nevada guessing game books will do that. I mean, they'll they'll put lines yeah. on there, so like based on what the roster looks like at that moment, and, and then it can change based up the game time. Yeah. So like, and another good example that helps me is like right now there are bets going on. Everyone knows that Trevor Lawrence is going to be the number one overall pick, and like he is minus eleven thousand like on that. So that means you bet eleven thousand dollars, and if he gets the number one pick, which everyone knows he's going to be, you get a hundred dollars back. It's like a sure fire thing. That's why it's minus eleven thousand. But if you lose it, then you lose everything at eleven thousand yeah. dollars. But like, aren't you so sure that he's gonna be the number? Sure. One? Yeah. So that's why that's the what the bet is. Nine nine three six also adds in baseball the money lines are mainly set by the starting pitcher matchups. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm with you. All right. Okay. I don't bet, but I have friends that. This bet. is all for entertainment purposes. If you have a gambling problem, please speak to your counselor. <laughs> uh, you said you not legal a, in the state of Utah. <laughs> you, <laughs> <laughs> you said we uh, have a string of texts on our Gilmore's text line. Why don't you hit those up for yeah. us, Yes, we do. Besides, uh, besides Skittles, away from yeah, Skittles and guessing games, entertainment purposes only. Nine three one five, Aja, you're wrong. You don't have the best radio show in Cache Valley. You have the best of Northern Utah, Southern Idaho. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. Uh, okay. No, beyond Cash Valley. Then. No, don't you get it? We move beyond. You don't get it? Are you serious? Eric, you don't get it. You don't get that? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't move. Northern Utah, Southern Idaho, one zero six nine. The fan. <laughs> oh. I That's gotcha. a good text, Leon Rose. He, he used our, our own liners. liner against us. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Very, very good, Leon. Very good, Leon. Uh, two, three, zero, five. Here we go. Hang on for this one. Uh, in regards to concerning Steph Curry, he was on the Rex Chapman show and he and uh, asked if he was the most valuable player this year. Curry said, "I gotta be. I gotta be. I probably won't get it. Oh, I gotta, oh, be, I gotta be. I gotta be. I probably won't get it." But whatever he is averaging, 31.4 points a game, also 5.9 assists, 5.5 rebounds, shooting 43% from three, 92% from the free throw line. I don't think he's advocating for it, only answering a question that was posed to him. But here's yeah, the but thing. Again, I got to be. I got to be. I mean, use the PR mode. I've of, got to be the MVP. I'm not worried about that right now. I'm focused on trying to be the best player I can and help my team get into the playoffs, which right now they're not. I understand the difference. He's not bringing it up. He's not initiating the conversation. But are you the MVP? Oh, I've got to be. Yeah. What's going to get more clicks and more attention to drag out you into mud? That answer or I don't know. We're just trying to fight to get into the playoffs right now. That's my main concern. I know. I'm Which having one's a great drag run more attention right out? now. Yeah. Trying to help my team get in the playoffs. PR mode. No. Yeah. Uh, 6804. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, but if you if you have to say I am the MVP, then you're automatically disqualified. Players just need to shut their mouths and show their value. Yeah, 
a la Gobert. Yes. I, Gobert is a definitely great case. And it is extremely unfortunate he's not going to be that guy because he hasn't advocated himself enough. Uh, 6804 adds, Gobert is number four on NBA uh, real plus minus list through yesterday. Wow. Incredible impact. Because oh, you have to consider his total impact on the court. Yeah. No, I'm with For you. For me, as, a, as an MVP discussion, I think you have to consider total impact. Mm. Not just who's the top scorer. I think one of the criteria is what is that player's total impact on the court? Yeah. All right. A lot more coming through. Love it. On our Guild Mortgage Yeah, text keep it line. coming, everybody. Uh, this is from 3426. Uh, reminds me of Jeff Hornacek and Moses Malone era with Joe Ingles and Clarkson. And like Rudy Gobert, one of the best defensive players in the NBA, a.k.a. Brian Russell, eerily similar. Was Brian Russell a good defender? He was an okay defender. That's something that he liked to hang his hat on, that he was a good defender. Yeah, Michael Jordan liked to take that hat off and put it on his own head, too. Like Royce O'Neal, he always draws the, the best player every night. He has to try to defend. Who's a more uh, liability on the defensive side of the ball? Royce O'Neal or Brian Russell? I'd probably say Brian Russell. Me too. Uh, 34-2-6 also adds Salveson. Oops. You Just clicked say off that, of got it, another text. Uh, three four two six says uh, Salveson needs blanket time and a couch, Mister Sensitive. Hey, I didn't know blanket time. No blanket time. No, I do love my blanket time though. Blanket time. Uh, three four two six also added. Michael Jordan himself said he was the best defender he ever played against. Oh. See, and I don't know if I'd agree with that. Remember that? I mean, I know MJ probably said that. Comment, but, but I don't. Russell was a good defender. He was he was an all right defender. There was better defenders than him in the league. At that position? Yeah. Michael Jordan was a better defender than Brad. Well, Russell. yes. Yes. jeez. Uh, John Starks was a better defender than Brad Russell. Starks is point guard, smaller. Really? He was no, he was shooting oh, guard when he was playing against the Bulls, though, because Mark Jackson was your point guard. Or Derek Harper was your point guard. John Starks drew the assignment of Michael Jordan. And with hand-checking included, John Starks was really good. Uh, five seven six three. Every year, it's difficult to pick one guy as NBA MVP. You can set criteria and still not have a clear-cut winner. That's true. That's On another true. note, it's pretty clear who is the winner of the most valuable radio program. <clears throat> Full-court press all the way. Ah, Thank you. Appreciate that. Best of Northern Utah, Southern Idaho. <laughs> Big fails. Don't. Oh, don't. <laughs> do not do that. I was going to give you the fails. We've got to really talk with him about that. Uh, okay. I can, imagine his interview. How do you feel about this job? Big fails, sir. Big fails. Excuse me, what? You're hired. <laughs> Wait. Does he have a pulse? I don't care what he says. You're hired. Uh, welcome, so, welcome to Wendy's. 6328. Uh, I'm a firm, excuse me, I'm a strong believer in letting your game speak for your accomplishments. If you have to verbally back your game, you have work to do. I agree. Look, let let your performance on the court speak for itself. Yeah, I would agree. Nikola Jokic isn't out there advocating. Oh, yeah, he could care less. He's a front runner in my mind. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. I mean, Joel Embiid should be too, but he's missed 
18, 19 games. Yep. And by the way, what Jokic is doing. So with, I think that that disqualifies Jamal him in my Murray mind. right now, and what Jokic is doing is pretty impressive. I think you have to play a significant number of games, and winning needs to stand for something. Okay, so wait, let me ask you this: in an eighty-two game season, because we talked about the the need for rest, what is the minimum required of games you need to play in order to be in the MVP conversation? Uh, I don't know what the numbers are um, specifically, but I think you have to play at least seventy-five percent. Okay, just sorry. 80, what 80, I meant, seventy-five, eighty yeah, percent of your games. In your opinion, how many games should they have be, should they have played? Seventy-five to eighty percent of your games. Okay. So that gives you out of an 82 game season, or I guess in a 72 game season, I would say what 52? No, wait, 62 games, give or take. Zayn Embiid, he's he's missed 18 games easily. Yep. So I think that disqualifies him. Uh, five seven six zero. They need to start considering playoff performances for the major. Awards. See, and that's I actually agree to this. Start taking in the playoff performances, but it's a regular season award. You want to give the illusion that every player, whether playoff bound or not, has an opportunity to win the award, to be recognized for what they do. But then here's the problem. Like you said, Jalen Beats missed 18 games. He's he's either going to be the guy or be the second place MVP player. That's what that's what's lame about the regular season MVP award. Because if a guy misses 18 to 20 games, he's still in the conversation above Rudy Gobert, who's been the best player on the best team in the league. And he's not even going to make the top three. That's incredible to me. That is that is ridiculous, and it has to change one way or another. Somehow we need to value players above missing 18 games and then still sneaking into the top three spot. I get annoyed by that. I'm, I'm Yeah. I don't know how you fix it, but man. Uh, two three zero five. It was out of context the way it was written. He said, "I gotta be, I gotta be, but whatever." Okay. All right. This isn't referring to uh, Steph, Curry's Steph Curry's comments on the Rex Chapman show. Uh, Penman texts into the show. I think he needs to be on a playoff team for sure. That's the other thing. If you're going to be considered in the in the MVP race, you need to be on a playoff team. I totally agree. Yeah. Winning has to account for something. Winning has to matter. Yeah. Somehow you got to find a way to Number one team, fit. the best record. That's kind of a cliche cop out, I think. But I think you have to be in the top three or four. Yeah, I'm with you. That's a good point. Uh, three, four, two, six. Salveson is right. John Starks was six, six. Shooting guard Brian Russell was six, seven. For some reason, I think I think of John Starks as shorter than that. Dude, he was a he was a massive problem for Jordan. Huh. Hey, um, set me straight. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 could we play just the devil's advocate for a second? Why wouldn't you consider? And and I want to ask our listeners too on our Gil Mortgage text line this question: Why would you not consider Gobert the MVP of the league? Give me reasons why you would not consider. Because I'm trying to figure it out why Gobert is not an MVP guy. What am I missing that he's not doing? Like, and, and, and be realistic with me. Like, what is he not doing that he needs to be doing to be considered an MVP of the best on the best team in the league? On the best team in the league, and they've been that for quite some time. Why isn't he the MVP? Why isn't he being considered? What am I missing, Eric? 
That's a great question. We'll throw it out to the audience and uh, have you chew on it, consider it, text us in during the break. So we do need to call a timeout here in the Full Court Press. Uh, text us on the Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321. Why isn't Rudy Gobert being seriously considered as an MVP candidate? And more about what other criteria you think we should consider when declaring who is the most valuable player. Also coming up on the Full Court Press are pick six and uh, some really big games going on in the NBA tonight. We'll look at those. Oh, huge. Uh, and we really didn't get enough time to go into the NFL rules changes. So we've got a little bit more detail on that and uh, actually a little bit of a rules change for college football hmm. as well. It's all coming up here on the Full Court Press. Going on right now till 6 o'clock tonight, it's the 2021 Spring Job Fair happening at Castle Manor in Hyde Park. And you're invited. If you're looking for a job, short-term, long-term, a complete career change, full-time, part-time, temporary, this is where you need to be today. And representatives are here from over 50 local businesses to answer any questions, discuss wages, benefits, what you'd be doing in your new job. For example, Lundahl Building and Lundahl Ironworks is hiring. Martin Scablin Roofing is here. Maverick is looking for employees. Nexio is hiring. Niagara Bottling. Nucor Volcraft is looking for employees. Presto Products here in the Valley. Ridley's Market. R.R. Donnelly is here and ready to hire. So this year when you come into Castle Manor, there's a big room on the right and a big room on the left. Be sure to visit both. And as you come in, be sure to grab have a flyer to see who's here. Once again, the event goes till 6 o'clock tonight at Castle Manor, 170 West, 3900 North in Hyde Park. It's free to get in. Feel free to bring a resume with you, and we hope to see you here. It's the Spring Job Fair happening at Castle Manor till 6 o'clock tonight. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. Earth Day is coming up. We have some laundry units that are less stressful on the environment, energy efficient, and won't be in a landfill in two years. Our best-selling GE and Speed Queen commercial washers are built to last longer, so you won't have to worry about purchasing a new washer for years to come. Plus, get $20 off our Earth-friendly Excelsior laundry detergent with purchase of a select laundry pair. That's at Daryl's, where service always comes first. Daryl's West on Airport Road. Another Full Court Press show is coming to a close, but you can find them on Twitter. Follow Eric Franzen at E. Franzen and AJ Salveson at AJ Salvi. If you missed today's episode, find it on 1069thefan.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Valley Recycling's Earth Day event is back. This year's prices are some of the best they've seen. In an effort to keep everyone safe, Earth Day will look a little different this year, running the entire week of April 19th through the 24th. Earth Day will only be held at Valley Recycling's facility at 145 North, 10th West. To limit overcrowding and to keep wait times minimal, appointments are required to drop off your recyclables. Schedule your appointment online at valleymetalrecycling.com. Snacks and cold drinks will be available. Valley Recycling's Earth Day event, April 19th through the 24th. For prices and drop-off appointments, visit valleymetalrecycling.com. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Full Court Press, that's Eric France and Amashe Salves and Cody Olton running the board today. Joining us here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. A couple questions came through. Um, well, I asked a question. Why? And I want you to play the other side of the um, of the of the grass. Why wouldn't you consider Gobert an NBA MVP? Give me reasons why you would not consider Rudy Gobert to be an NBA MVP. Penman text in. Think of the previous winners. They all scored twenty five plus a night, which is true. John Newbold brings up a really good point, and this is a great suggestion for Rudy Gobert, Eric. Stop naming ducks and date a Kardashian. That might help Gobert. 
I would leave. <laughs> I would leave my wife for a Kardashian and be happy. <laughs> Make a lot of money. Look, oh, yeah. Uh, points, look at points per game. Uh, Steph Curry, he won the MVP in 2014-15. He averaged 23.8. Uh, I'm looking at people who did not score 25 points a game or more. Okay. Who, who, who won the MVP. All right. Uh, you have to go back to um, Dirk Nowitzki. He was 24.6, but he's right there on the cusp. Uh, Steve Nash, 18.8 in 05-06, 15.5 in 04-05. Interesting. But the vast majority of MVPs in the modern era did score 25 points a game or more. And I think that would be probably the, the biggest knock against Rudy Gobert is his offensive impact. Yeah. There are others who have a greater offensive impact on the game than Rudy Gobert. Though, screen assists, it's not something that shows up in a box score, but that's a huge part of his game with screen and rolls and getting other guys open, but it's not part of the criteria that we look at traditionally. So I think for me, the biggest reason why Rudy Gobert would not, probably should not be in the MVP discussion is because... I can think of several other players that have a greater impact on the offensive side of the ball than Rudy Gobert does, who also impact the game in other ways, but have a greater impact offensively than Rudy does. Hmm. I like it, man. You bring up a great point. What are our texters saying? Okay, a couple more texts coming in. Uh, it is a regular season recognition, but you should be a total impact player with a top record. Yeah, that's from 2417. I agree. Should be a regular season award. Uh, this is from 8739. If he played in a big market, he would be in the conversation. Uh, totally agree. Yeah, I, I if it's Philadelphia, Milwaukee, L.A., uh, give me another big market team. Atlanta. Boston. Atlanta, Boston. Yeah, uh, he's without a doubt runaway candidate for the MVP. And Donovan Mitchell would be on every other commercial. Yep, and he and Donovan Mitchell would be second behind Gobert for the MVP. Yes. Uh, 9721 with a different point of view. No way Rudy is MVP. Okay. If he had to play Anthony Davis every night, you would be asking why the Jazz don't get rid of him. An MVP doesn't have anyone who can make them look bad. Uh, Boy, uh, 9721, is that right? Yes. Okay, I'm going to respectfully disagree on that. Because I can tell you right now, Russell Westbrook had nights where somebody else made him look bad. John Wall was one of those guys. Damian Lillard was one of those guys. Damian Lillard gave Russell Westbrook fits. Steph Curry also had his kryptonite in regards to guys who guarded him, and he still won an MVP. Well, and the point is, you don't play that one guy every night. Every night, yeah, and that's and see, you're yeah, you're and you're thinking unrealistically and hypothetically that if Anthony Davis and Rudy Gobert were to play 82 games against each other, that would be the case. That's not the case, though. That's not that's not the case. Three four two six. He's not in a revenue spot that is good for the NBA to give him the MVP. They can't make as much money if they give it to Rudy Gobert as, as they can if it's Steph Curry, Joel Embiid, or anyone else. As long as they're in a big market, it's okay. Hey, stupid question for you. If is, that's the case, why did Karl Malone win it? And I got a dumb question for you: Is uh, why did Tim Duncan ever win it? Yeah, is Philadelphia considered a big market? And I I, I really don't know. In basketball? Or in Philadelphia? That's a big market. That is? Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, man, their football team has been disappointing then, as is their baseball team. But you're right. I mean, like, like San Antonio. and but I didn't know San Antonio was considered a small market either, by the way. I didn't know that forever. Yep. 
But every... It is. The market thing really does, and I believe in that, that the market does really help increase your value as a player on the court, especially. That if you're in that running for an MVP conversation, it's because you're on ESPN 20, you know, 62 out of the 82 games a night, you know, of the season. If Zion Williamson was the first place team out of New Orleans, because it's Zion Williamson, you can market that guy. You can market New Orleans, but you can't market Salt Lake City. Yeah. Uh, 0549 texting, you have to be the best player on your own team to be the MVP. Okay, who's the best player on the Jazz? Well, then? I think you can make a strong argument that Rudy, Be- Rudy Gobert is the most valuable player. Yeah, I, I would say Rudy Gobert is the most valuable player on this team, more so than Donovan Mitchell. Because, Eric, as you mentioned, it is a defensive impact. And when that team does not have Rudy Gobert on the court, their defense absolutely tanks. And, I mean, it is a runaway train for an offense. Five threevens, uh, can't speak. Five Do that three, seven, four on the Guild Mortgage text line. It's hard when Jokic abuses Gobert when they play, so it's hard to put him yeah, in that discussion. That's true. Jokic, I mean, treats Gobert like a puppet. That is so true. That is a great text. Uh, three, four, two, six. Carl Malone was the top 50 player. And are you seriously saying San Antonio is not a big market? Okay, yeah, that's Duncan? what I'm wondering. Is San Antonio not a big market then? I feel like they are. I don't know. Cody's looking it up right now. NBA big markets. But, I, man, I would have to think as San Antonio's a big market in Texas. There's Houston, Dallas, and San Antonio. Oh, it says they're small market. Really? Okay. Fair enough, then. If the interwebs. Uh, <laughs> According, yeah. Yeah, well, still. Uh, so I'm looking at sports media watch major pro sports teams by TV market size. Salt Lake City is one spot ahead of San Antonio, which is where uh, you, the, number 30 and number 31. Okay, 925,000 to be 952,000 for the Salt Lake market, 917,000 for the San Antonio market. So how the I mean, <laughs> yeah, they're smaller than the Jazz. Give Pop some credit, I guess. Oklahoma City and New Orleans are the only other NBA teams in markets smaller than those two. Interesting. Wow. Number 50, excuse me, 43 and uh, 50. Okay. Respectively. So, I on that. How many times did Duncan win it? Twice? Uh, twice. I want to say twice. Twice, yep. Okay. Carmelone won it twice. David Robinson won it once. What year did Malone win it? Malone, uh, 96-97. Yep. In 98-99. Wait, he won MVP back-to-back years? No. I was going to say. Michael Jordan won it in 97-98. Yep. Oh, okay, so it was Malone, Jordan, then Malone again? Yep. Because Jordan retired, and so Malone was the man. Do you know what's crazy? Is that Malone was actually, and his stats and numbers would have said this, and if it weren't for Akeem Olajuwon when Jordan retired... Malone would have been the MVP. But like No, no, it was that was that no, it was David Robinson the MVP that year. That's right. Remember that Western it went Conference? Hakeem and then David Robinson. Yeah, because remember when that, that Western Conference was loaded? Yeah. And if it weren't for those two guys. Hakeem won it in ninety three, ninety four, and David Robinson in ninety four, ninety five. All right, we got five, six seconds, guys. All right, let's come around next hour, pick six, NFL rules changes. And you can still weigh in on what you think the criteria should be for MVP.
Love the noise. There's a new tradition in the NBA. Tuning in to watch a game between two elite teams and figuring out who's actually playing. Load management started a while ago, but in large part because of the pandemic and in part because of luck. This season is especially erratic. Almost all the big stars have been in and out of the lineup. That makes predicting the playoffs harder than ever. Right now, the Nets and Lakers are the Vegas favorites, but we really don't know when all those stars are going to be back on the court. Will everyone all of a sudden magically heal when the postseason arrives? Who knows? And what impact will sitting out multiple weeks have? No one knows. The league has to deal with the reality that this regular season has a meaningless feel to it. But that might be okay if everyone comes back in time for the playoffs. And the playoffs turn out to be thrilling. At least that's what the NBA is hoping for as the postseason quickly approaches. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. I recently had a chance to go outside and give my truck some much-needed TLC, so I grabbed Meguiar's new bright orange bottle, the Hybrid Ceramic Wash and Wax. Couldn't wait to try it. Has a unique two-liquid system that not only gently cleans the paint, but leaves behind their Hybrid Ceramic Wax protection with instant water-beating action. Now my truck looks good. It is dope. It's protected. Meguiar's Hybrid Ceramic Wash and Wax with advanced SIO2 technology. Meguiar's Ceramic Made Easy. Guys, there's one thing we all face, and it's age. It's inevitable. But we don't have to let age beat us. We can still feel good, strong, lean, and that's why I take M-Drive, the supplement, every day. Powerful ingredients backed by science. You get energized, stronger, leaner. You can hear it in my voice. Go to mdrivedan.com today. Free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee. M-Drive's available at Walgreens, Rite Aid, and Vitamin Shop. Don't let age beat you. Refind your prime with M-Drive. M-Drive. This is The Herd. The winner in this is also Colin Cowherd. Tom Brady shows us what matters to him. He's been taking pay cuts for 15 years. Number one priority is winning. I've heard Aaron stubborn. Green Bay trying to do things, but stubborn is more important than winning. Ego more important than winning. This is The Herd. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. It's that first kiss, that moment in time. Engagement season is in full swing, and Jarek's Fine Jewelry has been helping hundreds of couples find the perfect ring. If you are getting engaged, you have to come browse our collections. Sometimes you may find the perfect ring in just a minute, or we can help you custom create your own design. Oh, and with Mother's Day almost here, talk to us about designing the perfect mother's ring. Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special. Make it Jarek's. And Southern Idaho's home for sports. KLGN Logan, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. We are Fox Sports. And here's what you need to know. Get things cracking first in Major League Baseball. is a wild affair for one Diamondback. 2-0 pitch. Line drive center field. And that ball is base hit. Gets by the center fielder. Goes to the wall. It'll score three. Peralta turns second. He heads for third. And the Diamondbacks break it open like they did last night. On that hit right there by David Peralta. Diamondbacks Radio Network. Check this out on the stat line for David Peralta. He was five of six. Seven runs driven in in the ball game. In fact, went deep in the 
deep a couple times, in fact, in this ball game. Arizona took care of Cincinnati. 14-11 was the final score in this one. As it stands in Cleveland, the Indians 3-0 over the Yankees. That's in the top of the third inning. Pirates 4-2 winners at Detroit. Meanwhile, switching gears to the National Football League, Juno Smith has been re-signed by the Seahawks. I'm David Gascon. Full court press. There is no stopping this team. The Eggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the full court press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvas. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions. To act like the full court press on Sports Talk Radio 1069 FM 1390 AM The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson, AJ Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Hello. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, welcome. If you're just joining our show, you're missing a very sexy conversation of what, what makes an MVP. Yeah, like what criteria would you use to determine the MVP? I think we've talked about a few candidates here or there, but I don't know that we've we've honestly had some very good criteria that have been yeah passed around. Do you need to make a TV appearance once a week and scream, "I am the MVP"? Does that does that get you in there? Do you need your home court to be chanting MVP BP? when you're at the free throw line? Okay, do you know how old that's gotten? Like, do you, like do you remember getting chills when you would hear? Malone go to the free throw line, and he takes 30 seconds to shoot his shot, but the whole time you're hearing MVP, so you don't care? Like, that was amazing, right? Or when Paul Pierce, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan did it, and now it's like Raul Neto goes to the line, MVP, MVP. It's like, it's Raul Neto, dude. Shut up. It's not fun anymore. <laughs> you're making it lame. Who's chanting MVP with Raul Neto? Dude, like, oh, yeah, Birdman. Birdman, Chris Anderson would go to the line. It's MVP when he's playing for the Miami Heat. It was so stupid. Like it, they just ruined it. They ruined a great tradition. And it's Birdman's fault? Yes. Yeah, it is, probably. That's sad if you're chatting MVP for Birdman back in the day. As effective as he was, and he wasn't very effective. Yeah. I'm, I'm with there. Uh, our Gil Mortgage text line is open for you, 435-339-0321. We'll get through some of the texts we were missing the uh, last end of the first hour. But if you want to text in, would love to hear from you, 435-339-0321. What do we got, E? Yeah, what are the criteria for the MVP of the NBA? Yep. It, yep. Is, it seems to be... a. a a little bit of a moving target. It's yes. not very well oh, defined. Oh, absolutely, yes. Which actually, honestly, makes it more fun to, for me. Um, 2305 text in. Back in the day when Bill Russell played and Wilt Chamberlain was on the other team, Bill Russell, 15 MVPs and only averaged 15 points a game in his career. Wilt Chamberlain averaged over 30. So he had five MVPs, not 15. I was going to say. Bill Russell was on a winning team and made more impact plays for his team. Well, Chamberlain was the better scorer, but the point here he's making is Bill Russell was a bigger impact player for his team that won 
Uh, and then we went back to the Gobert-Mitchell conversation. Does Mitchell make Gobert? Gobert make Mitchell? And 0549 texted in and says, Gobert is to Mitchell as Stockton is to Malone. Mitchell could win like Malone did, but Gobert won't win, even though you could argue Stockton was the better player. No, Malone was the better player. Absolutely. When you needed something in a clutch, you would go to Malone. Yeah. And, and now, am I putting the ball in Stockton's hands to get it? I, there's but only there two play. There's only two people who are touching that ball and that need to have a possession. Stockton and Malone. Everybody else, get out of the way. Go stand in the corner. It's me and Malone. Those are the only two players you want touching the ball in that possession. But I'm still letting Malone take that shot. Yeah, if you're in a need-to-score possession, yeah, it was going to be going to Malone. Going to Malone, right? More often than not, going to be the one taking that shot. And now I know you're going to say... Way more than often. Oh, than yeah, that. and that's the, probably, that's the correct way to phrase it. It's way more often than not. Because people are like, well, Stockton took the game winning three. Well, Stockton ain't going to turn around and be like, hey, Malone, do you want to quit illegally screening Clyde Drexler and get open for a three? No. Like, you aren't going to tell him. I mean, Stockton's going to take that shot. That's his shot to take, by the way. Right. It's according to the situation. But when, if, yeah, if you're down by one, you need a bucket. I'm going to Malone. Uh, three, four, two, six on our Guild Mortgage text line. Most valuable player should be the most valuable player to your team, not to the NBA. I like that. I like that. In that case, we'd be handing out MVPs to some really bad teams. Uh, Would you? Because the criteria, again, is, and Cody's shaking his hand, or not his head, like, yeah, absolutely. But, again, if they're playoff contending teams. Well, is that a criteria? Is that a caveat? I didn't hear that. That was a a criteria. I just heard that it was okay. Who's most when's important the, when's to your the team? last player who's been to the who? Who's the last player to win MVP and not make it to the playoffs? Russell Westbrook. No, they made it to the playoffs. His team was tenth in the standings. What year? In 2016-17. His overall record was forty-seven and thirty-five. Wait, they were forty-seven and thirty-five. And they didn't make the playoffs in 16 Maybe 17? that's the 10th overall team. Yeah, they made the playoffs that year. This must be overall team, not just in your conference. What year again? 2016? 16 17. I'm uh, consulting my list of MVP winners from 1955. Uh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar is the only one who's won the MVP with yeah, his team making the, the playoffs. Yeah, that Thunder team finished sixth in the standings. Okay. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he won it in... 75-76. 75-76. His team was tied for ninth. They were 40-42. and 42. So they had a losing record. So what according year? to that criteria, that probably was correct. What year was that? 75-76. Holy crap. Did they not have a good list that year or something? Like, that's Jerry West style, too. Like, who in the world lost to him? Well, that year, Jabbar averaged 27... Point seven points a game, sixteen point nine rebounds a game, and five assists per game. It's a great stat line. Uh, Bill Walton. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> wasn't even close either. First place votes: Kareem one fifty nine. Second place was Bill Walton at twenty nine. Runaway winner. Pete so- Maravich and Bill Lanier, or Lanier. It uh, finished third and fourth. Most valuable player to your team 
So <clears throat> if you're on a good team like the Jazz, they're a good team. They don't have like one guy that if he's not there, everybody's yeah freaking out that they're not going to be able to win a game. So most valuable player to your team, who is that? I mean, Steph Curry would make a run. I think he could make a better case. Who's what? Are, what's Golden State without Steph Curry? Yeah, bottom of the fish barrel. What's Dallas without Luka Doncic? Bottom. But Luka Doncic is like, what, third in vote? I mean, Luka Doncic is in the running as an MVP. So what makes the difference between him and Steph Curry? Nikola Jokic. What are the Denver Nuggets without Nikola Jokic? Oh, they're done. They're done. Especially now considering Jamal Murray. Even with Jamal Murray, they're still not that good. Nikola Nikola Jokic right now is my MVP. Over so Gobert. What's Phoenix Suns? What are the Phoenix Suns without Devin Booker? Well, they have Chris Paul. Right. And what are they without Chris Paul? Well, they had Devin they Booker last Devin year Booker. with no Chris Paul. We saw how that went. So with Chris Paul, they're the number two team in the entire NBA. But again, Chris Paul's not even being considered. Like that is a travesty. And so maybe there is like that larger market conversation that does come into play. Yes, you're right. Six, seven, eight, nine. Jazz beat OKC that year. No, yes, they did. Thank I was you. just, I was reading it wrong. It was their overall rank in the NBA, not yeah. in the specific in their conference. Uh, three, four, two, six. Steph Curry is the most valuable to his team, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah, without Steph Curry, they are a bottom lot. Hey, team. but okay, so is he though? Because here's the thing. Now I, I know Cody's giving me that look, but just hear me out for a second. When they won the NBA Finals, they had Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson. Like, Klay Thompson isn't on the floor, and now they're just trying to, they're, they're fighting for their playoff lives. But that was in the playoffs, not in the regular season. Still, like, they won the NBA a, Finals. I think he had some, some good role players as a supporting staff. That I'll agree with. Livingston, right? Uh, David West, uh, yeah, yeah, they had a, Bogut, yeah, they had a great role playing bench, who was very productive too. Yeah, I'll definitely give you that. Uh, anyways, Jazz over the Rockets, one twelve eighty nine. Jazz remain first place in the league. They play tomorrow night, right? Am I not mistaken? Tomorrow night versus they're on the road. No, they're at home. Uh, it's a Oklahoma weird Oklahoma City. Yeah, it, um, they play. No, it's Minnesota, Minnesota. on Saturday. Okay. So a little bit of a breather here Good. for the Jazz. Play Minnesota in Salt Lake on Saturday. Then they travel to Minnesota on uh, Monday. Then they travel to Sacramento on Wednesday. So they're playing bottom-tier teams here. Yep. Before they head to Phoenix to take on the Suns on uh, Friday, April 30th. Is that game televised next Friday? AT&T Sportsnet. Dude, <laughs> NBA just continues to screw it up, don't they? They just continue to screw it up. Hey, let's put Zion Williamson on versus the contending Orlando Magic on ESPN. Let's put that on at about 7 o'clock. Great, great primetime television. Uh, hey, yeah, do you want the first place, second place Jazz Suns game? Nah, nah, we don't need that stuff. We need a fresh face. No, nobody, yeah. <laughs> We need a marketable face. Get Zion out there. 
Who cares that they're bad basketball? <laughs> and they don't know how to play in the clutch. Who wants to see Devin Booker and Chris Paul go at it versus Gobert and Mitchell? Or not Mitchell, I guess. Well, Mitchell could be back. Uh, a couple of the texts coming through. Three four two six. Without Steph Curry, they don't win any of those championships. And without Steph Curry on the floor, Golden State is nothing. Yes, I would agree. I would definitely agree. Uh, six seven eight nine. MVP has to have had an excellent season compared to the other players in the league. Agreed. While still being on a good team. Agreed. Because that season has to be good against competition that is actually trying. Mm. Teams don't try hard night in and night out against the. The T Wolves. So Carl Anthony Towns would never have a chance at MVP. But that's a guy that's just trapped in purgatory, isn't he? Hey, who has the worst situation, Bradley Bill or Cat? Bradley Bill's fighting for a playoff. He's well, he's on the he's on the no. fringe of making the playoffs. <laughs> Bradley Bill is on a situation where Russell Westbrook's taking it over. <laughs> like. And I, I know Cat's not in the greatest situation right now in Minnesota, but at least Cat's the guy. Bradley Bill was the guy. Then Russell Westbrook comes in, Mister Russell Westbrook, Mister Triple Double. Oh God! They're number ten right now in the East. They're in the playoffs. Okay, they're not in the playoffs. They're in a playing game. They're in the playoffs. No, the playoffs start after the playing game. Don't do this. Don't do this to me again. That is a. That's considered a playoff. Eric, <laughs> I am not doing this again with you. Regular, I'm, I'm not season, having this conversation with the regular you. Season the listeners agree with me. I agree with me. <laughs> you, that's probably good that you agree with yourself. That'd be really weird. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right, so if you want to continue to, to give us what you think criteria ought to be. Let us know. For the MVP, I'm interested. Let's get that. Oh, I just want to... Throw this one thing out. This one okay. guy went through and charted all the MVPs uh, since 1955. This only goes through the 18-19 season when Giannis won it. But uh, MVP winners by team record, 64% of the time, it's almost two-thirds, the uh, MVP was selected from the team with the NBA's best regular season record. Over 84% of MVP winners have been selected from teams with the best or second best regular season record. 84% of the time, the MVP comes from the top one or two teams in the NBA. So why are we not limiting our discussion to Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, Devin Booker. Why are we entertaining very many other players as a consideration? Philadelphia 76ers, they're like <clears throat> four games behind the Jazz. So, what are they in their conference? They're number one of the East. But the number one overall team. The, the MVP comes from the number one or number two overall record. Best or second best team in the entire NBA. Not in your conference, not in your division. 84% of the time. So why aren't we discussing Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Rudy Gobert, and Donovan Mitchell with more regularity? With more regularity, I can agree. Now, Donovan Mitchell might be out of that running because of the injury. 
But I will think, he have missed more than twenty five percent of his games? I don't know. I'm not sure how many games he's missed. Chris Paul needs to be in that conversation. I totally agree. Chris Paul needs the to be in the top three of that, that conversation. Team, just because of one guy showed up. Yeah. Incredible. Chris Paul needs to be in that conversation. Do you know what else is bugging me? Is Coach Snyder not being in the Coach of the Year conversation? He will be. You think so? Because right now, all I'm hearing is uh, Doc Rivers again. I'm hearing, and, and uh, who's the Suns coach, which, by the way, he should be in there. Yeah. But here's the thing, though, is how come he wasn't in it last year? How come they all of a sudden did good? Like you said, one guy came in, changed it. Don't give credit to the coach for that. How do you give credit to the player? Well, the Phoenix Suns, they were the darlings in the bubble before they had to exit because of playoffs. And yes. it was clear this was a team that was making improvements. They would be a better team. Nobody saw the type of team they would be this year based on what they looked like in the bubble. I think we all thought this is an improving team. They could be a playoff team. Nobody in their right mind thought they'd be the number one or number two team in the NBA. Who's your coach of the year candidates? Quinn Snyder. Okay. Now I can't think of his name either. Guy at the Phoenix. Who's at Phoenix, Cody? Do you know? I will double check. Uh, Doc Rivers. I think Doc. Uh, Steve Nash will be. He shouldn't be. Yeah, he should be. Not okay. Hear me out. Hear me out. How many games has that entire core three played together? Seven. And they're still the number two team in the East. Fair. And that's his first year coaching. And it's a destination for older free agents. Yeah. Older players. But, I mean, Kevin Durant hasn't been healthy. Kyrie Irving is gone insane. He'll just be like, hey, I need a personal week to go figure out how flat the earth is this week. So, give me, you know, a week off. Uh, that's, a, that's a fair point. He's had a different level of now, if they're coaching playing, challenge. Now, if they've played over 80% of the games together, I'm, I'm with you. Like there, you can't can't give him coach of the year because he's got three superstars on his team. I agree. Uh, Steve Kerr. No. Does he really do anything? It's all if we've determined it's all Steph. Yeah. What's Steve Kerr doing? Monty Williams is the ah, yes. yeah Monty Williams. He's won it before too, didn't he? I swear. He Thank did. you three four two six. You said it too. Monty Williams should be coach of the year. Love Quinn Snyder. Think he does a great job. But money's turned the culture around in Phoenix. No, no. has he? Because wasn't Monty there last year? Yeah, he was. It was turning before Chris Paul got there. Was it? Yeah. But Chris Paul, I mean, look, okay. So you, But you go from, I mean, 8 no in the bubble. You go from a lottery team to being to two. the number two team in the league. It's got to be more than Monty. I agree. Quinn Snyder has taken this team from the rise up. Right. I mean, they've been in the playoffs. You know, they have that first year where they were kind of just, they were creeping in there. He's been the number one team for yeah. 85%, 90% of the whole season. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, and I, I get the the uh, the reasoning for Doc and the, the change that's happened there in Brooklyn. They're number one team in the East. Steve Nash can make a good argument for him. But, uh, what about um, no, I, I can't think of all these guys' names all of a sudden uh, in New York Knicks? Is that Tom Thibodeau? Thibodeau. Yeah, isn't that York. crazy or what? They're the number four team in the East. Yeah, is that nuts or what? They have an <laughs> eight-game winning streak. <laughs> yeah. They're the hottest team in the NBA yeah. right now. Yeah, that is actually pretty amazing. The Knicks are fourth. 
yeah, this is from three four two six. Yes, it is Monty. Um, geared it, headed in the right direction. They're headed in the right direction. Yes, they are headed in the right direction. Yeah, he was changing the culture there, and they were improving things a year ago. But to go from where they were to where they are now, that's you have to give Monty Williams some credit. Yes, but I think I have to give a lot of that to uh, Chris Paul. Yeah. It's look at his Me track too. record. Yeah. Everywhere he's gone. They I mean he took a bunch of rookies last year and they still qualified for the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, we did it in Oklahoma City. Yeah. I'm with you. All right, we're going to sh- sit this topic on the shelf. You're going to say something else, weren't you? No. Yes, uh, you were. If you still want to weigh in, feel free. Continue to uh, chime in on what you think the criteria ought to be for the MVP in the NBA. 435-339-0321 on our Guild Mortgage text line. Uh, Coming up next here on the Full Court Press, some changes in the NFL. There are some rule changes that were approved, some that were not approved. Should they have been? Uh, College football has a slight rule change as well. And we're going to get into our pick six. It's all coming up next here on the Full Court Press. This is Jill Anderson, Executive Director of CAPSA. Somebody's Attic is a local boutique thrift store with a mission to support individuals impacted by abuse. Somebody's Attic accepts donated items and sells them to raise funds for CAPSA and the Family Place, generating more than $120,000 a year. Somebody's Attic also provides vouchers to CAPSA, allowing survivors to shop for items. When you donate and shop at Somebody's Attic, you are supporting CAPSA and supporting HOPE. Hi, this is Ashley with LSS Insurance. Have you heard? The marketplace is making major changes. Improvements to affordability through the health insurance marketplace by increasing financial assistance, lowering your premiums, and more generous cost sharing to lower your out-of-pocket max. If you have coverage, come in to see if you can save even more. Never applied? We can help. Go to lssins.com or call 752-9493. That's 752-9493. Better weather, longer days, and the urge to get outside. Spring has sprung. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent with Alpine Home Medical, and we'd love to help you scoot into spring and enjoy $200 off our high-quality scooters. Bringing wellness home is our motto, so also enjoy $200 off our best-selling lift chairs. For locations and information, visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. Visit alpinehomemedical.com. This he put on the down low here is the Dan Patrick Show. They didn't go, hey, you know what? We have 16. Why don't we go to 15? Why don't we go to 14? But the NFL with 17 games? All right. More fantasy, more gambling. Yeah, more money. Jesse. Feels like we're entering the load management era of uh, NFL with all these, all these games. I'm going to sit this week nine out. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric Franson, Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press. You know what this is? The, board, the best sports talk show of northern Utah and southern Idaho. It's kind of funny you said that because you didn't you didn't get it like <laughs> an hour ago when totally. me and Cody were like, Dude, when, when, when you're we out get the, the joke. Other, right over my head. 
You know, these NFL rules, I feel like they've always been a did, uh, in fact, Cody, I'm going to teach you a lesson, young young grasshopper. Oh, boy, I'm okay. ready. Did you know that they started allowing the change of NFL rules when the Patriots were kicking everybody's trash for like three straight years, and then Tony Dungy would go whining to the office, Ronnie Harrison keeps beating up my receiver. He's on MVP, you know? So then they were like, all right, every year we're going to have a rules change because the Patriots are dominating. We're going to find a way to take away one more advantage from New England. That is why they've adopted this whole traditional party now of rule changes. It's gross. What does that have to do with New England anymore? Because New England continues to dominate, but yet they're like, oh, no, hold on, hold on. What was their record? Yeah, what did they do last year? Okay. no, That is a legit question. I just don't know. They're very forgettable last year. I've forgotten. Mr. You know what? Everybody forgot there were sports last year. (laughs) Uh, One of the biggest things here with the rule changes is about replay. Uh, there is a basically replay officials they they can't throw flags or reverse calls on their own. Yeah. Just, now there was advocate you know, a lot of uh, people advocating for what they call a sky judge, mm-hmm. right? Uh, an official up in the booth who could call a stoppage of play, who could make a a, a call, throw a flag essentially. But they said no, we're not going to do that. I don't know how you throw a flag from up in the press box. They have a really you good imagine. Arm. Hey, roll three, watch out. Get out Coming. the t-shirt, Cannon. Here comes the yellow flag. He just hits boom. <laughs> Hit some lineman inside some of the head. Right in the head. It's concussion protocol from the flag. <laughs> He's out. <laughs> I'd watch it. I'd just watch it just for that. Uh, but the replay officials can offer advice based on what they're seeing on, on the broadcast replays for possession, completed or, or intercepted pass. Uh, location of the ball relative to the boundary line or the end line, uh, or whether a player is down by contact. So they're they are they are giving them authority to consult with referees on certain specific objective aspects of a play when clear and obvious video evidence is present, according to the language of the rule. Um, I, I guess the opinion here is we have the technology. Let's use it. Let's make sure we're getting it right. And I know this has been widely debated. Yes, we have the technology, but is it really for the better of the game because how it slows the game down every time we have to review every little thing? Then people are really not going to want to come to any Utah State games, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, what happens when the video evidence shows one thing but the ref decides another? Hmm. Hey, what do you think about the uh, onside kick adjustment? Now, remember in 18, they wanted to limit what you could do, limit the formation, limit how many players you had over there, no running start because they wanted to avoid injuries. And so several teams, let's see, in 2020, by the way, three onside kicks were recovered on just 67 attempts. That was the NFL's lowest total recovery rate since, like, 2001. But several teams have proposed an alternative, and I love this alternative, by the way, alternative. That would give a scoring team the option to replace the kickoff with a single offensive play at its 25-yard line. If they gain 15-plus, they can maintain the possession. But owners rejected it. That the, They rejected it multiple times, actually. Uh, the Eagles asked if they could do it, you know, and they said no again. Instead, they've uh, used the option um, to limit the number of players in the setup zone to nine. 
Right. It's, it's not going to do anything. It's a one-year experiment. It's not going to do anything. The receiving team limited to nine players within 25 yards of the ball. Not going to do anything. Yeah. yeah. To me, like, it's, yeah. No one's, who's going to use it? Uh, they've eliminated overtime in preseason games. I love that idea, by the way. Yeah. So We don't cares? need it. Who cares? We don't need it. Uh, this is interesting. This is uh, how people are reacting to this, especially current players. A relaxation of the rules for the numbers that players of certain positions can wear. Tom Brady went on Instagram and said this is dumb. Like, Why? Well, what does it matter? Yeah, it does because, like, you're calling out numbers. Hey, five's the mic. Like, you have a five and a six and a three all on the line. Like, why do we even have numbers anymore? You have to identify the player. You're not going to call out last names. Okay, but yeah, but okay. The traditional part of the game says a lineman wears a big number. 98, 67, 75, whatever that is. But now they can wear five, three, one. Sure, why not? 13 on, on, the, on the defensive line, though? Who cares? Who made it up that no rule? It makes no sense. Who made up that rule? It's the dumb. Like, it's just, it's dumb. Does the point guard in the NBA always have to wear a number between one and five? No. Does the shooting guard always have to wear a number okay, between 10 and 15? Okay, don't compare basketball and football. Does the center always have to wear a number don't between 30 basketball and, and football. 40? Because that, that doesn't, no. Because That's how it that, used to be. Power forwards were always in the 30s. That's not how it always used to be. I don't think. <laughs> what does it matter? Because, again, it's like you're identifying who's with you on the line of scrimmage. Who's like, for example, all so, linebackers are 50s. What difference is it is I'm calling out 72 instead of 12? Why can't I have a running back wear the number two? A running back can wear the number two. Why can't I have a tight end wear the number 75? Because it's an offensive lineman. Maybe that's an ode to uh, his grandpa. No, or I don't care. If you want to be an ode number. to your grandpa, be the offensive lineman, not a tight end. You go eat a few Big Macs and you're the offensive lineman. Boom, bam, Jim. Thank you, ma'am. Okay, but you don't need... But, but yeah, but if he lines up as number 79 and he's a tight end, guess what you're going to think of him as? An offensive lineman who's actually an eligible receiver now. It makes no sense at all. I, I, I'm with Based Tom, on where they're lined up. I'm with Tom determines Brady. determines if they're eligible or not. The dumb rule. I love it. I love that rule. Who cares? And by the way, Kansas City, of course Kansas City. Doesn't matter. Because the refs already ate to their needs. Want to aid more. Uh, it changes a rule that will now force a loss of down if two passes are completed behind the line of scrimmage. Okay, so wait. On a ladder. Okay, wait. Help me out on this. So if there's like, um, you know, a double pass, you can't do that anymore? So I, I don't understand this rule. If if Moss throws the Antonio or Brady throws Antonio Brown, it goes back to Brady. That's a loss of down. You handcuff offensive creativity. Yeah. Blocking below the waist. Wait, that's prohibition of blocking below the waist was tabled to address lingering questions. That's stupid. You know, not enough to support. Uh, evidence to support uh, the rule. Several teams had questions that will take some time to address, they said. <laughs> but here's one that I think is int interesting. We've seen New England play with this rule. We've seen Tennessee play with this rule. They approved the rule change that ensures the enforcement of all accepted penalties during successive try attempts. 
defined as an opportunity for a team to score one or two additional points during one scrimmage down. Wait, say that again? Oh, gotcha. I gotcha. Because we would see teams purposely do violations to stop clocks and to change, give themselves <laughs> advantages, but this is adds a little bit more enforcement to those accepted penalties during successive try attempts. Uh, they also decided to include taunting among its points of emphasis for 2021. It's not about celebrations, but if you're uh, not having friendly uh, interactions other places on the field. Yeah, I mean, if you spike the ball and make a mama's joke to one of the players, that's not going to go well. But if you spike the ball and go full Randy Moss and moon the crowd, I mean, who knows? But you know what? People are still going to do it. People well, if you make a tackle and you're walking over them and looking down at them. That's be, nothing. That's taunting. That's nothing. That's nothing. Allen Iverson taunted Tyrone Lue in the NBA Finals. Do you know what he got? Nothing. Everyone laughed at it. Now it's a signature photo. If you sack the guy, you deserve to be able to step over him, all right, and make fun of his shoes or his face, all right? Um, and, and by the way, like, if you want to keep a Sharpie in your, paw, in, in your sock, score a touchdown, sign the ball, and give it to somebody, that's not taunting, okay? That's helping engage the fans to the game. Give me a break. If you want to take some popcorn and shove it in your face like Terrell Owens, it's not taunting. It's engaging the listeners, the, the viewers. It's, again, this is not about touchdown celebrations. It's about what they call, and I quote, acrimonious interaction among players. That's soft. I miss old school football. I miss when Lawrence Taylor would sack somebody and just kind of look at him and talk smack. I miss that kind of stuff. Now we're soft. Reggie so, White. Is it taunting if you're a wide receiver and you get loose on a route, you catch the ball, and the next closest corner is like 10 yards, and you're just running away from them, and you hold the ball out at them as you're running into the end zone? The NFL considers it taunting, but I don't. I'm saying, hey, I'm giving you a chance to come get the ball. Come get it. And if they don't get it, then they lost. I mean, that's... There's nothing wrong with that. I don't think, ta I mean, if you burn a guy, if you burn a whole entire secondary for a long touchdown, that's not taunting. I mean, if you want to dance your way in the last five yards into the end zone, it's not taunting. Now, the, the NFL is a man's game. Why what? are we worried about feelings? I know, Hurting right? people's feelings. Hold on, he's the number one safety in the league. You can't do that to him. Don't make him feel bad because hey, you tackled him hard. He's a rookie in the league. You know, do you know what the one he thing that they did fix? He got tackled you know what hard. the one thing they didn't fix is roughing the passer. Like, I mean, if you go and shove a quarterback, like if you land on a quarterback, oh, that's 15 yards. You got to land to the side of him. Dude, come on. Or like, if you're I'm coming after the quarterback, pounds. he releases the ball, and you do everything in your power to try to move your body oh, out yeah. of the way, but you bump him, oh, that's roughing the passer. Yeah, right and, he, and he flops to the ground, it's five. Or tap his helmet. That happened a ton of times. Yeah. yeah. Like the grays of the helmet. Yeah. You barely touch his helmet. It's it's roughing the passer. That is so ridiculous. That is one thing they absolutely have to... Like, you're protecting the quarterback. No, you're not. Protecting the quarterback is not letting him go at your knees, which I agree with, or after the head. I agree with. Anything in that, within jurisdiction, hit him. 
I think the next rule change is that uh, quarterbacks will be all wearing red jerseys, and you yeah can't tackle them. They got flags on the side. You got to grab the flag. Both flags. Both flags. Both flags. Yes. In a non-hurtful manner. If you grab the flag and you twist his hips, it is a rough in the passer. And you can't taunt them. You can't wave the flag at him once you pull no. it. No. Can't make him feel bad. Nope. You can't even lay it on the face mask. And you have to say one nice thing about him when yeah. you put him down. Yep. Yep. That's the rules. Exactly. I got your flags, but I really like your hair. If you, <laughs> you cannot wave to their spouses. Hey, Giselle. Hey, just sacked your husband. <laughs> Could no. you imagine? Now here's the new thing. They have to wear a little gold, <laughs> <laughs> a little gold uniform, a little With the sack at the end. sack around their. Hanging off the back of Gotta her waist. Hey, Giselle, does this belong to your husband? <laughs> He's the snitch. <laughs> <laughs> He's the snitch. Oh, man. And you know what the best thing was? It's the trash talk back in the day. Like when Michael Strahan and the Giants owned Brady in the Super Bowl 42. Like they were just talking so much smack to him. And you know what the refs did? Nothing, which was great. They let it be. Like, let's, you know, let, let's let the boys fight it out. You know, like just, and now it's, hey, I sacked you. That's it, 15. All I just said is I just sacked him. That's it, another 15 for talking to me. It's just ridiculous. We're we're eliminating the joy of the game. We can't, heaven forbid, anybody should get excited and feel happy and excited for a play that they just made. Do you remember, and I think I told this story on, uh, on the air once already. Did you ever see the video of the Lions and Jets game? I believe it was in the playoffs. I can't remember for sure. But this is back in like when Neil O'Donnell was the quarterback for the Jets. And they're on their own like 15-yard line. Lions have just scored. Uh, now the Jets are pinned in the backyard. And the crowd is loud. The crowd's getting into it, as they should. It's so loud that Neil O'Donnell cannot call the play. Or at least his players can't hear him call the play. He's at the line of scrimmage. He turns to the ref and he says, they can't hear me. The ref then goes to the line sideline, no joke, and says, you need to tell the crowd they need to quiet down. And so the ref oh, then so the ref then announces it. And guess what Detroit does? They obey rules and they get louder. So <laughs> then we go back to the line of scrimmage. They're not as loud. In fact, our line, the whole entire line is silent. like, dude, shut up. Like, be quiet. Well, they're like, no way. Oh, you know, and it's just getting louder. And then they flag them. Ten yards and a first down for the Jets. Without one penalty being on a player. It was on the crowd. It was so loud the PA announcer had to tell him to please be quiet. Welcome to football. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Uh six eight nine one, by the way, text in. This is awesome to listen to. Thank you, six eight nine one. Are you sure he's not being sarcastic? I don't think so. We're talking, okay. we're talking NFL. You by said the way, no. uh six eight three four text in. Okay. Basketballreference.com is your friend. With information about John Starks, who is six foot three. Oh. Not six foot six. So that does fit better with my memory about what I remember okay. John Starks. Here's the thing is that John Starks was a better defender than Brian Russell, and he was three inches shorter. What does that tell you? Russell was not a good defender. Uh, I don't know about Come that. on. Russell wasn't that good of a defender. Yeah, he was. No, he wasn't. Six eight nine one. No sarcasm. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Oh, we, good. We appreciate it. I, I, I mean, I, I was actually asking sincerely because I, 
I, I didn't know. I mean, us talking about NFL rules. We're insecure about our feelings. We are insecure. <laughs> right. Because we want all we of radio We want all of Northern Utah and Southern Idaho <laughs> to feel good about us. All right, uh, we gotta go to break. Yeah, we do. Coming up next on the full court press, our pick six. It's a look into what's gonna happen this weekend. The six lines. You're always welcome to play along with us. How you would vote with us. Uh just a hint. Go with Ajay this time. Four three five three three nine zero three two one on the text Guild Morgan's text go line. Ajay this time. <laughs> full court press. I hate you. We all believe our team is the best. Whether you're a bobcat, a wolf, a grizzly, a mustang, or a riverhawk, we can all agree on one thing. Les Olson Company is the best choice for your office technology needs. So if you need to copy it, print it, scan it, or network it, Les Olson Company is there for all of your office technology needs. Just Les Olson it. Visit lessolsonit.com today. Les Olson Company. The Cache Valley Media Group is looking to hire an administrative assistant slash traffic director. Duties include answering and directing calls, greeting public, data entry with a high level of accuracy, and daily scheduling of radio and digital messages. Must be computer literate, knowledge of Excel and Word, have basic accounting experience, the ability to multitask, learn and understand new software, a self-starter, and work well with others. Previous media experience is a plus but not required. Pay based on experience, benefits, and training provided. All inquiries kept confidential. Send your resume to jobs at cvradio.com. Valley Recycling's Earth Day event is back. This year's prices are some of the best they've seen. In an effort to keep everyone safe, Earth Day will look a little different this year, running the entire week of April 19th through the 24th. Earth Day will only be held at Valley Recycling's facility at 145 North, 10th West. To limit overcrowding and to keep wait times minimal, appointments are required to drop off your recyclables. Schedule your appointment online at valleymetalrecycling.com. Snacks and cold drinks will be available. Valley Recycling's Earth Day event, April 19th through the 24th. For price and drop-off appointments, visit ValleyMetalRecycling.com. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Eric Branson, Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. 435-339-0321 is our Guild Mortgage text line. And hey, great participation today, too. Oh, it's been it's awesome. It's been a blast to have our listeners be so part of the show. Fun. It's been it's, it's always a blast to have them on. And so so thank you. different numbers coming through. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, and that's what's great. We have new listeners always coming through. Always love to hear from all of you. So thank you. 5338, if you really want to taunt, quit the NFL and join the WWE. That's true. As a rep, yeah. And you won't get penalized. <laughs> Dude, XF- taunt all you want. XFL was great back in the day. Like, you know, people were going to make fun of it. You could taunt whenever you wanted. Oh, that's true. It was encouraged. Oh, man, it was great. Yeah, it was encouraged, which was awesome. I mean, you did drop- they do that last year when they were trying to do the. Did they even have any games last year? Uh, no, they didn't have any down. games. I don't think they did. Didn't they have a few? I can't. I, didn't, I can't remember. Dude, that was so short lived. I can't even remember. And then, oh, by the way, do you know what also, speaking of taunting, annoys me? And, and, and Cody might agree with this, too. Hmm. But when you, okay, you're the defender, and you get burnt by somebody, and that receiver sucks so bad that he drops a wide-open pass, and then you're like, yeah, yeah, all right, incomplete, yeah. Dude, 
You were six you yards behind the guy. <laughs> yes. What are you celebrating for? That drives me crazy. Defensive backs are the most annoying people in the world. They have when, to, on they the have field. To, they have to have that swagger. They like, have you know, to. Oh quarter, yeah, quarterback on really. an island. Yeah, so they so they drop the pass. Yes. Or quarterback overthrows them by like twenty. And yards. then DBs like all flexing. Oh, like, I know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. They do. And then, and then they I look made at, that happen. They look at their stats the next day. They're like, wait, I didn't have any PBUs. Yeah, I did. The one guy who dropped the pass. That's because of me. <laughs> it's all mental. I was man. talking about his dog. Advanced. While I was getting beat, I was screaming at him. Advanced stats. He gave him the big chills. <laughs> Don't, Eric. Is that what it was? Son of a. Are you, what is your problem? <laughs> yeah, no, Cody. You should. You should be ashamed right now. You should absolutely be ashamed of yourself right now. That is all on you. Oh my gosh, I can't. You moldy corn dog. <laughs> All right, we got to get into our pick six. All right, let's six go. Six things we think might happen this week. Cody's got our lines. Let him rip. Will Ajay call Cody a moldy corn dog over under five? Well, we're on there. <laughs> I can't. I mean, I can't call him anything worse. I have to wait. <laughs> All right, the first one is um, who has more overall runs in the Padres Dodgers series? Dodgers Padres four game series starts this weekend. Oh, it's a four game series? It's saucy. Very saucy. I think it's in LA, too. Picking the team, which scores the most runs. Overall in the four games. In the four games. Yep. Okay, who goes first? Well, oh, yeah, I guess they got to uh, – who won? You did, so you got to pick. Ajay, you go first. Okay. I'm going to go Padres. I'm going to go Padres. What? You piece of – no, no. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. No, we're not doing this, Eric. What? You're, you're not going to throw away a pick sixth. No. What if I think I, it's going to be the Because Padres. you don't. You can't throw it. Shoeless Joe Jackson throwing a series. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, Steph Curry points versus the Nets. Line set at 28 and a half. Under. He struggled the other night, so I'm going to say under. You so f- <laughs> swear to life. I hate you. I freaking hate you, man. Uh, ben Simmons, uh, plus minus versus the Bucks. Uh, line set at plus six. <laughs> Ooh, that's interesting. Who are they playing again? The Bucks. I'm going to say over. He's a good player. Offensively, oh defensively. My. Oh, my goodness, you guys. <laughs> I think he's going to have an impact on the game. So I'm going to say over. the hell is your problem today? <laughs> I'm going to kill you. You're such oh a... my goodness. <laughs> All right, we'll go Joel Embiid, points versus Milwaukee. Over under set at 29 and a half. You go. I'm going to say over. You know, Joel Embiid's on this MVP tear. Like, like I mean, he is vocalized that he wants to be the MVP, and I think he wants to show it versus Giannis, who's probably ahead of him in the MVP race. I'm going to go over. <laughs> oh, gosh. You guys have to do different ones on the tiebreaker. That's all I'm saying. All right. Weber State versus Southern Illinois. Line set is Weber State giving up six and a half. 
I'm going to take Reaper <laughs> State with the over. Jay Hill is doing a great job coaching, and this offense has played really, really well. I've got Weaver State over. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> just fantastic. Do I should I just flip a coin for the last one or that's great. All right, AD points at Dallas Saturday. Line set at 18 and a half. Anthony Davis points. At Dallas. At Dallas. Saturday. On Saturday. Because they play tonight. But this is for the Saturday game. Yeah, I guess so you can see AD in a better shape. Or and, back, and the line was the set groove. at what? 18 and a half? 18 and a half. Um, I'm going to take the... <laughs> I'm going to take the under. So AD's been playing... You know, AB, AD's going to be coming back with kind of a vengeance. Yeah. Um, he, he wants to get in the groove of things. I think they're going to get in the touches that he can get. I think they're going to create the offense around him. I'm going under. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Perfect. (laughs) All right. Here we go. With that same game, LA will play Dallas. Los Angeles's final point total. Ajay and Eric, will it be odd or even? Oh, that's good. Ooh. I like that. Who goes first? Uh, hold on, let me. Well, Aj. Aj. Okay. Um, even. Odd. Wow. Okay. Good come down to that. <laughs> Perfect. That's your pick six, everyone. Congratulations. Nine four six three. This hurts to listen. What? <laughs> Not as much as it hurts me. <laughs> I promise. Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Tune in Monday to see who gets yelled at. Spoiler alert. It's going to be me. Because someone said odd or even. <laughs> what? Oh, we do got another break? Yeah. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Drivers, start your engines. The Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, where every vehicle inspired by Honda's racing spirit is on now. For a limited time, well-qualified buyers can get 1.9% APR on the 2021 Honda Civic sedan or redesigned Accord. Visit your Utah Honda dealers or utahhondadealers.com. See dealer for financing details. Join us for the Grand Cinco de Mayo celebration Wednesday, May 5th from 11 to 7 p.m. at Willow Park in Logan. Get ready for an explosion of Mexican culture, including taco fiesta, folkloric dancers, Mexican singers, games, prizes, mariachis, food trucks, and more. Come celebrate Cinco de Mayo at Willow Park in Logan Wednesday, May 5th from 11 to 7 p.m. Sponsored by Cytiva. Now hiring? Visit Cytiva.com forward slash careers. We've been preparing for this one for a while. Our anniversary sale is months in the making. This is Ed at Fisher Home Furnishings. We reach out to all of our best name brands for their absolute best deal. Flexdeal, Lazy Boy, Bassett, Serta, Bernhardt, and Lexington. Find the lowest mark price, then take an additional 15, 20, 25% off. That includes all special orders from our custom design center. 15, 20, 25% off the lowest mark price on all of the best brand names in the furniture, mattress, flooring, and appliances. The anniversary sale at Fisher Home Furnishings or shop anytime. 
anytime at fisherhf.com. The new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Prince and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, the 106.9 The Fan mobile app, 106.9thefan.com, and on podcast, wherever you find you know, podcasts. Cody should be able to actually I'll be allowed to be able to vote in this pick six series <laughs> just for the sake of our immaturity. Did I, get, did I you know, get the right to vote? That pass? I think he gets the right to vote because, wow. dude, we really cheated on this one. Eric, you are very immature and need to grow up. Why? You know why. I'm trying to help brother out. Help? Okay. Yeah, you really did. I think Cody gets the right to vote. 9463. If Eric and Andre get under three correct on their pick six, I nominate the idea of Cody and AJ doing a whole show while Ajay sits in timeout. <laughs> Why do I gotta sit out? What did I do? Just sit in timeout. That's baloney. Why do I gotta sit out? Nine, Make four, it six, happen. Three? Make what did it I happen. do wrong? Welcome to the full court press with Cody Olson and AJ Knight. Ajay? <laughs> And where, where am I, by the way? Yeah, actually, at least you're in the corner. I'm like not even in the building. <laughs> you're you're producing, but you get no mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hashtag turn off Eric's mic. It's like <laughs> stand outside and look through the window. <laughs> you guys having fun? You in have there? the app on. <laughs> Just listen in your ear. Texting into the show. Okay, so wait. I would never text in the show. Okay, if I wasn't okay. In, in all seriousness, I know we only got a couple minutes. Cody, uh, you you can be part of the pick six. Oh, thanks. So you get a vote in, too. Perfect. And if you win, you win. Fair and square. Fair and square. Okay. Why do I get booted off the show, though? How, I don't get this. Come I on, didn't nine, even four, get mentioned. What did I do? Nine, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, at least I get mentioned. <laughs> three, three, four, two, six, five and under pick six today, huh? <clears throat> five and under pick six. Is that a reference to our age? I don't know. <laughs> hey, uh, Utah State basketball, we just have a few moments left here. Uh Announcing some staff yeah. updates. Ryan Odom, basically bringing familiar faces to him. UMBC, to Utah and it's going to be a lot of UMBC. Plan on that. Uh, Matt Henry, that was announced uh, yesterday. Yeah, he spent three years, last three years with UMBC. And Bryce Crawford announced yeah. today. And he spent the last five years at UMBC with Odom. Yeah. So he, he's bringing over familiar staff. Nate Dixon is going to be his uh, lead assistant. Uh, he was over there. He was the lead assistant at UMBC, actually, so. It's good to have him over here. Crawford was also with Odom at uh, Lenoir Ryan. Yep. That was Division Two. Yep. Spent time at uh, Texas University, if I'm not mistaken. University of Texas. Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. No Aggie staff kept. All of them are gone. So then here comes all of UMBC. No, no, no recruiting ties to the state of Utah. Which is which is really intriguing, Eric. Yeah, that is really interesting. That he is his staff full. Uh, or does he potentially have? So it's full, but there still be a couple. Well, no, he's got one more spot to fill. That is being searched upon right now. Um, everybody else will be announced here, and I believe throughout the rest of the week. I think that's. He's got one more spot to fill, and it's. I wouldn't say low totem low totem pole spot, but it. Uh, yeah. The, the main spots have been filled, yes. Bringing a bunch of guys over from Maryland, Baltimore County. 
Like they, they were good coaches. I'm not taking that away from them. But I think it is interesting that they haven't found at least somebody who has ties, recruiting ties, to the West. Yeah. Or have had coaching experience in the West. Sure. Yeah. Ten seconds, guys. Uh, nine, three, four, two, six. He coached at Georgetown. They are running for the national titles and assistance there. Whew. It's a heck of a resume. Yeah. And thanks for everybody participating. Greatly appreciate you all. He was coached by a pro football guy, Sark. This is where it's really interesting. Another said, are Mac Jones' physical tools worthy of being a top five pick or even a first rounder? I don't know. But if you tell me I have to win Prizes, now, I think the physicals are good enough. And the kid had four Cinco picks, completed 77% of the pro system. Who does that from 11 to 7 p.m. So this is where it's Now hiring. Visit Cytiva.com forward slash careers. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, the Hearing Aid Center, and now Ascent Aesthetics are in the New Providence location next to the Bank of Utah. Doctors Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette, along with the entire staff, look forward to helping your family. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, along with the Allergy Clinic, the Hearing Aid Center, and now Ascent Aesthetics, now in two locations, the Cash Valley Hospital and Providence. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. Go to CashValleyENT.com for more details. That's CashValleyENT.com. Are you a small business owner? Who's your bank? This is Bruce Rigby. I want to invite you to bank with us at Cash Valley Bank. We specialize in helping small business and we have great people. That's the Cash Valley Bank difference. Decisions made locally without all the red tape by people who care and know how to help small business. Cash Valley Bank, growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC.